Hello, this is Dr. David Stanton, headmaster at Oakdale Academy outside of Metropolitan Detroit. And it's a pleasure to welcome you to this episode of Paideia Ponderings. And for those of you just finding our podcast, I uh, want to tell you a little bit about it. We, uh, we have a passion for education and specifically for classical Christian education. And so if you found us, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, we welcome you back as well. And thank you for your continued um, subscriptions and, uh, and following of us on Paideia Ponderings. Uh, in this episode, we want to talk about uh, democracy and republic and just do a quick civics lesson as to what is the difference. And this is kind of a, a little bit of a two-part series. They're not completely uh, related, but uh, why the United States is a republic and the importance that that has played in our history and in the founding. So part one today uh, is, is surrounding the issue of democracy versus republic. And then we'll go with part two uh, next that talks about kind of the roots behind that when it comes to the Christian ideals of our founding fathers. So with that, as we get ready, just in, uh, always ask uh, folks to please uh, be in prayer for those of us in the classical Christian education movement, that we can continue to um, help return education back to the way that it should be, the way it was, and uh, ask you as well to pray for our students as they uh, learn from a biblical mindset and uh, are given a biblical worldview as we look to instill character, truth, and wisdom in them uh, in all that we do to glorify God. With that, I uh, ask you to uh, give, give ear to democracy versus republic. And with that, here we go. All right, democracy versus Republic. Well, let's start with, with some definitions. Uh, we're going to come back to these in just a few minutes, but democracy, uh, the noun, um, looking at some etymology behind it, uh, a democracy is defined by uh, dictionaries as a government by the people. It's a system of government where sovereign power is vested in the people and they can exercise their power directly or through elected officials. It comes from French, démocratie, uh, as well as medieval Latin, democratia, uh, as well as Greek for popular government, or from demos, which is the common people, uh, or originally as a district, as ancient Athens was divided into uh, districts and kratos, or rule or strength. So the common people or the people of a district ruling uh, through strength. Um, and it, it, it really comes down to the difference between that and then a republic. A republic uh, is a state in which supreme power rests in the people through or via their elected representatives. So the French République and from Latin Respublica or the ablative Republica which is the commonwealth or the state, or literally it's res publica, the public interest or the state, meaning like from an affair of things, uh, an affair of the, uh, the public, 
Um, and it, it really is, is just what, what really, what's the difference? And why is the difference so important? Because all that we hear over and over and over again, all the time in the news is we need to protect our democratic ideals and the democratic process and our democracy. But when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, we pledge allegiance to the flag and to the republic for which it stands. Now, most people might say, well, they're, they're interchangeable. I mean, even the definitions you you gave were really kind of kind of basically the same thing. And you know what? There there are a lot of similarities uh, between a republic and a democracy. Uh, they both have um, citizens um, who have authority and power. Both of them have uh, the ability to have elected officials. That's kind of the one of the linchpins in a republic. Whereas in a democracy, that was not always the case. And we'll, we'll talk about ancient Athens as the specific example there. Um, you know, it, it's, it, what is it? Um, so let, let's, let's look at a, a few things here. Perhaps it's, it's better to think of a democracy as um, laws are made directly by the voting majority. Um, there are not in a pure democracy, it's just a simple majority. There are not necessarily many or any rights of a minority that are protected. Whereas in a republic, the laws are made by the representatives. Um, things must comply with a constitution or a social contract, to use the Enlightenment term. Um, and that specifically protects the rights of a minority from the will of the majority. Just because you have 51%, you don't get to do everything. Um, now, a lot of people will say, well, you know, the United States is basically a republic, but we'll call ourselves a representative democracy. But it even, even in of itself, um, it, it's, it, it's, not, it's not quite that, is it? Because, again, let, let's hear some differences here in, in pure democracy. Um, the, the people make ever make all the laws completely by themselves. Um, the powers held by the population in its entirety, the whole of the population. In a republic, the power, the authority is held by individual citizens acting in and of themselves through their vote of their elected representatives. And in a democracy, um, the voting majority is um, given that power and has the power and can exercise it if you have the majority with almost unlimited power. There are very few protections for the minority. Whereas in a republic, you have to follow the constraints, the limits, the guardrails of a constitution. Democracy is ruled by the majority. And, and think about in a democracy how quickly that can change. Uh, it can change in one election cycle. Whereas in a republic, laws are made by elected representatives. I, I've heard recently the reminder that in the United States, it, it, takes, um, it, it takes almost uh, a minimum of six years for one party to take complete control over the House, the Senate, 
and the presidency. Though the House is up for election every two years, only a third of the senators are up for election, and obviously the president is only elected every four years. So the system is set up with guardrails to prevent a supermajority from simply seizing power. And so when you have those things, you, you, you have still the guardrails that um, the, the majority cannot just override everyone's rights. Um, the Constitution protects the rights of all people. So perhaps the best example of a pure democracy was ancient Athens, um, somewhere around 500, we'll say, BC. Um, and it was a direct democracy. Every, every citizen, uh, male citizen had a vote. Um, and then that shifted into perhaps the earliest uh, and best example of the Roman Republic, where it was through elected representatives. Um, but even our founding fathers sometimes struggled um, with this and the framers of the constitution uh, had kind of seen this British system that had you know, an electoral system that, that is still confusing to many people and even in England, I'm sure. And uh, James Madison, the father of the constitution even said this, trying to describe the difference between a democracy and a republic. He said the difference is that, quote, in a democracy, the people meet and exercise the government in person. In a republic, they assemble and administer it by their representatives and agents. A democracy, consequently, must be confined to a small spot. A republic may be extended over a large region. In other words, there was a, a practical sense in Madison's thought that you had a small town, a town council, the famous um, town meetings of New England in the colonial system that you, everybody could gather and vote and it was all great. And even as, as we moved west, there are many examples of that. But um, as you grew and grew with people and numbers, you no longer could practice quite that. You had to um, have elected representatives. Um, so Alexander Hamilton in a letter to Governor Morris of um, uh, May 19th, 1777, said, but a representative democracy, or what we might say republic, where the right of election is well secured and regulated, I'll refrain from uh, editorial comments on elections being well secured and regulated, and the exercise of the legislative, executive, and judiciary authorities is vested in select persons, chosen regularly and not nominally by the people, well, in my opinion, this is Alexander Hamilton, uh, will be most likely to be happy, regular, and durable. So again, a democracy comes from the Greek word or words, people, demos, and rule, karatos. So it's rule by the people. Um, you know, it's it's a, a majority of the people would rule, but it is in the republic that there is then the the importance about the separation of power. So again, republic comes from the Latin phrase res publica, meaning the public thing. Okay, so social political affairs of the country they're they're given a they're they're considered public matter, and our representatives um, hold the power. To rule, that does not mean they have the authority that remains with the individual citizens. It is the citizenry governing through our representatives. 
that's how it's different primarily. Um, so in a republic, they make laws in a legislative body, an executive enforces the laws, um, but the majority may still rule. Um, however, there are, as our uh, Declaration of Independence reminds us, certain inalienable rights that cannot be taken away. Um, the, the, the political niceties of the day uh, aside, or the political uh, arguments of the day set aside, the minority still has rights. Um, you know, it, it, there, there's not just separations of powers, there are rights that are left in there. And so what, what really is the difference? What really is the key? Well, I want to take you back to something we talked about earlier. And, and then I want to expand on it in our, in our next episode. When we talked about the, the differences between a, a pure democracy and a republic, several different times I made a point similar to this, that in a pure democracy, all you need for power and all but unchecked power is a simple majority. In a republic, however, the people elect representatives and those representatives must operate inside the constraints of a constitution in our case. And why is that such a key thing to remember right now? Well, because the United States is facing uh, a situation where uh, agendas are being pushed, such as HR1, this new voting rights uh, information, HR uh, 5, the Equality Act, and, and various things that would go, um, you know, in many ways against a, a more conservative mindset, and some uh, very much against the the will of um, Christian teaching. And so it's it's imperative that we realize that in a republic, the minority, in this case, the Republican Party in the United States House and Senate, uh, has certain rights. And as much as the leaders um, on the Democratic Party uh, are trying to usurp some of those uh, powers away from the minority, those things are still important and they're still key. And lest I be accused of just uh, being a sore loser, uh, because the viewpoint I professed uh, didn't win, the reverse is absolutely true and has been true. Uh, many times in history. It has been numerous decades uh, prior to the last one that Republicans uh, were, were not in control um, of the House. And, you know, there were many times over where Republicans had more power, if you will, in different uh, periods of history in Washington. And the, and the, 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 the same is true. Uh, the rights or the, you know, the, the rights of the minority have to be protected. That is the beauty of living in a republic. You don't necessarily get everything that you want. And it's very challenging to get a supermajority to do everything. That is one of the primary reasons this distinction is so important. The other one is it reflects very much where we came from. And it reflects very much the ideas, uh, the thoughts, and the minds of our founding fathers and 
what they believed in when they wrote not only the Declaration of Independence, certainly the Articles of Confederation, and absolutely our Constitution that has stood the test of time. So hopefully that whetted your appetite a little bit, and you'll tune in next time when we talk about the mindset of our founders and why they created a republic and what it was that they relied on. With that, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. If you are in search of something new uh, in education, then please consider looking at classical Christian education. These are the things that we talk about. These are the the things that we wrestle with uh, our students as they grow and as they prepare themselves to enter society. I encourage you to look at the ACCS, the Association of Classical Christian Schools at classicalchristian.org. Or if you live in Metro Detroit, you can always uh, look us up at www.oakdaleacademy.com. Thank you so much for joining us and look forward to having you join us again uh, in our next episode when we do talk about the mindset of our founding fathers. Thank you so much and have a blessed, blessed day.